I miss I miss your like weird reaction to things. <laughs> okay, Thanks. now I remember What that movie. <laughs> I miss your weirdness as well. <laughs> okay, anyway. Okay, anyways. Sorry. Okay, let's start. Yay! Action. Okay, action. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome back. It's episode thirteen. I know already. This won't come out in, until like two weeks later, though. So whatever we say now is two weeks before it comes out. <laughs> mm -hmm. So you can See cut out. Mind. You can cut out anything weird that I say, right? I can, but yeah. I don't think we will. But we we shall like, we will expose you. Okay. <laughs> okay. God. So as y'all can hear, we have another voice here today. Wait, and... Justin is the first male on our podcast. <gasps> oh Whoa! my god! What an honor! What an honor. Yes. We love to hear it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, so welcome, Justin. Thanks for um, having so me. Today, we have Justin here to talk about his experience of being a creative slash being in the film industry. Um, so before we get into that, we're going to do a little check-in. So how is everyone doing? Do you want to start, Justin? <laughs> do I start? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, well, tell us Start about your life. I haven't, I haven't heard from you in so long. Yeah, I've been doing good. I think uh, I've just been working on like a bunch of stuff, and then obviously we talked just now. But like, I was on a like a it was a shoot for like an airline, like a private airline. Oh, okay. And you know them Asian sets and the lack of responsibility and legality there. So we worked pretty long, but it was really fun. And then I think just in general, just uh, balancing like social time with fam at home because we're in a global pandemic and then as well as work. So, yeah, I think that's mainly what I've been up to and also preparing to head back to the States in like, oh, yeah. yay. graduation. <laughs> no, I took a gap year. So I have a year left. Oh, so I'm going to be younger. Oh, I didn't know everyone. that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Well, good yeah. for you. Yeah. Are you gonna be in LA? That's the dream. Yeah, probably LA. Well, I'll be in LA too. Are you? For graduation. Oh, I'd love seeing all my friends graduate without me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Also, heads up. Justin is in Hong Kong currently. <laughs> I feel like yeah. We didn't say that. True. Yeah. That's that's where I am. Wow. Yay. Maybe I get to see you. I hope so. I'm excited as well. All right. How about Crystal? How are you? I'm good. I'm really tired. I think it's because the weather is really bad outside. It's like so gloomy this whole day. But I actually went to Disneyland last wow. weekend. So I am just very pooped from it. I think I think I had heat exhaustion. Also, like, because we have to wear masks in the park and I didn't wear a hat. I think I have a mask tan. Like, I it's can't more tell, tan on this but... part of my... Do you see? It's amazing. <laughs> I do difference? see it. Oh my god. <laughs> but you won't know if you don't like tell someone that it's there. But um it was super fun. I'm just really tired and I just did nothing the past two days. How about you, Summer? I am well today is pretty good. Um yeah, I kinda just like woke up, work out and then ate. <laughs> we went out. I went out with my family to this um Hong Kong style restaurant and they have pretty good Hong Kong food, I would say. It's like not like the traditional cha tan tan kind of style, but then it's more like modern, modern kind of style. Like they have gok fan. Oh, um, it's what like What is the it? What is it in English? Like oven baked rice. Right. 
<laughs> yeah, they have like gofan and then they also have like spaghetti. Um, we ordered fried dumplings and we also had like fuyu tong choy. Anyways, like it's just it's just so good because I haven't had those in so long. Um, they also have really good like Hong Kong milk tea. I would say it's pretty authentic. Um, yeah. So Ooh, did it make you poop? Oh no. Oh, Hong I Kong, poop like right, con- right in the morning when I wake up. <laughs> oh, Hong Kong condensed milk makes me poop for some reason. Every time I drink Hong Kong milk tea, it makes me poop. Oh wow! <laughs> like on the street, I'm like, oh, shit, I need to use the bathroom now. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, yeah, and then like I went, I came back, and then I made more like clay rings. I'm wearing one right now. Look at that! It's a frog. frog. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's just my little hobby right now. Okay, should we do our this or that? Summer came up with this one. I'm kind of excited about this one. I don't. Yeah, I saw it and I was like, I don't. Me either. I was like, which one do I pick? You, you should say it. So, uh, this week, this or that is Circle K versus Seven Eleven. The Hong Kong one, not the one in the state. The one in the state is poop. Like I, yeah. I don't think I've been to any of them. They look so I sketchy. Yeah, but then I never go. Compared to the ones in Hong Kong, they're so much better. Yeah, honestly, and I feel like, like they're the two rivals. Hong Kong, I feel like Hong Kong variations of like fast food or retail stores are so much better. Like, yeah, even like the McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, we have the fanciest McDonald in the world. Right. Like even I don't even know if the America has the new like BTS meal. Like it's not it's not really good. They have it, but I don't know what what's in it. I feel like no one really like, gets it. Chicken manaket. Yeah, six out of ten. But anyway, did you try it? The BTS meal. I tried it last night right after the shoot. I was so tired uh... and I needed like a pick me up. But yeah, uh, I'm Seven Eleven team all the way. Ooh, why? I I don't know. I I, I feel like it's almost like a like a brand what, what's it called mm-hmm. like a like a respect for or a certain brand or an inkling for it like i never really like went into a circle k unless it was like the only shop around you know what i mean mm-hmm. and like, i feel like like we would always used to get like a dilomina you know yeah. back mm-hmm. in high school and stuff or like you know after a night in langkwai or whatever it is like it was so good like i, I feel like circle k doesn't do it justice okay <laughs> i'm still thinking I think I would also choose 7-Eleven because also the lo mein, holy shit, that lo mein is fucking good. Like, they have yeah, yeah. Like, garlic like bits and then you can like add in, I always added ch- a cheese sausage yeah, yeah, onto yeah, mine yeah. to eat. Oh, they're um, so good. Yeah, and then like, I then think it's garlic, summer's favorite, right? Like, gale yudan. You can like add like a couple. Yeah. Yeah. 7-Eleven. And then the, also, the slushy is also really good. Silop Bang, right? I don't think I've ever had it. It's, it's pretty good, yeah. Well, since Join both us. of you pick 7-Eleven, I think I'll, <laughs> I'm going to talk about Circle K and pick Circle K. For nostalgic reason, because um, like where I grew up, there's like a big Circle K there. And then um, I go to that Circle K all the time. And you know how like they used to have like you can collect stamps and then you can like um exchange it for like some dolls or like toys kind of stuff Mm -hmm. um yeah Mm -hmm. because there's one like next to me i always go there and then i always like collect stamps and like get like toys from there i still remember like there's one time they they have like stitch toys 
like stitch sidek zai and they're so cute yeah I feel um, like so for that reason i think they do have it too but then too. i usually collect stamps from circle k because it's i don't know i don't know why i do that but um i guess it's easier for me but yeah yeah i'll pick circle k for nostalgic wow. reason because I go there all the time. I used to go... I don't remember which one it was, 7-Eleven or Circle K, but I always drank the warm Vita in the, in the glass. Oh, yeah. They had oh, yeah. Oh, okay. And then if you if you finish it there, you give it back to them, they give you $1 back. Oh, <laughs> oh what? Yeah. That's yeah, sick. because you're, like, helping them recycle it. Well, I miss them. Yeah. We don't have that here. So sad. What do you guys... So do you guys just... You guys don't have the 7-Eleven, like, buy a drink on a very humid day experience there, right? Like, you just kind of drink stuff at home. Cause... Well, there's, like, barely any 7-Elevens, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Or Circle K. Like, in the U.S.? Yeah, exactly. Like... So it's just, like, mm -hmm. you'd buy a bulk in Target or whatever and then just bring it home, right? You know how it's, you know how the, I don't know if you guys miss it, but, like, walking around in Hong Kong with your friends, like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I miss it. Mm -hmm. I miss it. Yeah. On a hot day, I would I would get Pocari sweat, I think. Oh, amazing. I feel like like in the US, you won't like go into a convenience store for like drinks. I feel like for me, I would go for like either boba. Boba. Or like go to a Starbucks. Yeah, um, Starbucks. To get coffee and stuff. So true. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's very different. Yeah. Very, different. very different. Convenience stores are just so, so big in Asia, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get all those crazy, amazing drinks over there. Like, there's, there's literally like the Japanese section of every like retail store here is like a new. It's, it's like a new experience. It's a new journey every time you go because they make anything into sodas these days. Mm hmm. Yeah. I think all we have is like ramune, and then like what's the other one? The white one? What's that called? Calpico. Is it? Yeah, Calpico. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 sad life oh well so yes we have Justin here today and let's talk about like how we both met Justin I think <laughs> how did I meet you Justin well we're like supposed to be the same year in college right we're both like class of 2021 originally um before COVID hits and then we met in freshman year um I think uh I was introduced to you by my roommate at the time. And then she was like, oh, like, this person I knew from, like, the international kids um, is also from Hong Kong. So she introduced me to you. And I think that's how it all started. And I feel like right off the bat when I first met you, we just hit right away because we're both from Hong Kong. We kind of just understand each other. Yeah, it's been a good long friendship. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, we went to the oh, first. I um, so enthusiastically. So, yeah, no, our first college, our first college. Oh my god, I I love. How many colleges? No, but our college had like um, it's like the Asian American club, right? Essentially, Han right, Tao. like Hanta, right? I don't know if I should just say. You forgot Han what Han, like you you forgot what it's called. Dude, okay, <laughs> don't 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 do that to me. But yeah, no, I I think that we we went to the first one. I'm pretty sure we went to the first one together, right? And yeah. then we just had to mingle. And then you, you like, flew like a bird and you found, like, a million friends. <laughs> and I was just sat there. Like, how do I talk to <laughs> any of these people? You just flew like a bird. <laughs> Dude, I, my English has been deteriorating ever since I've come back. Yeah. 
It happens. It's okay. Honestly, me too. Because I've been, I've just been speaking Cantos with, with my parents at home, and I don't really like talk to anyone else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't remember how I met Justin though. Probably through Han Tao too. I yeah, think. somehow, somehow. Mm-hmm. That's how it all started. So, Justin, do you want to introduce yourself? Oh, okay. Like, yeah, sure. Tell us your life story. My my entire <laughs> life story. Yeah, just kidding. It <laughs> no, no, but um. Yeah, so so I'm Justin. I'm a freelance uh, filmmaker and DP based in Hong Kong. Yeah, what else do I say? I really enjoy sushi. <laughs> 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 but, but yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I, I'm I'm at the same year as summer, right? So technically, I mm-hmm. haven't graduated, but I've spent this year kind of working in as many like related disciplines and fields as possible just mm. to I, I took this year as like a way to see what I like right so like I've done some weddings I've done event I've done like um, music video commercial like just product ads like I've, I've, I've pretty much tried to do as much as I can to see what I really like yeah so that's that that's me and you're studying film Sh- sure yeah <laughs> <laughs> are yes. you not studying no, I am studying film, but I feel like up to a certain point, it becomes less important. Like your major, right? Like it, it becomes more about what you want to do and, and kind of like where you're going at your career. Because like where I work part time now, like my boss like studied, um, I think, I hope he doesn't see this, but I, I think it was like engineering or some like unrelated topic, right? And now he manages his own production company. So it's really different, right? But but anyway, mm-hmm. yes, I I did I do study film. I do study film. Cool. Well, I guess that also like weaves into our discussion very well. Is our first question for you is actually why do you want to pursue film? Wow, that's that's a big question. I think, um, so I did the IB in high school, right? Which is like, um, it's it's just like the UK equivalent of A levels, I guess, and and essentially. It was a very like, like growing up in Hong Kong, it was a very like studious path that I had to take throughout like the first 15 years of my life. And so even though I I was pretty good at it, I felt like that's all you've been trained up to do in school. Like even being privileged enough to go into an international school, there's not actually a lot of um, mentoring that they do to cultivate like your own identity and, and like like more than just being an Asian or whatever it is, like you, you don't really know what you like to do. Like some people, maybe they have like a certain athletic background. So they know that they want to do that in college or like some people just who are really wanting to like run their own business. Right. But for me, it was just kind of like I just had to get good grades and try to get into like an Ivy League or whatever it is. But it wasn't like there was only one class in high school film where I felt like I was actually having fun and I just happened to like also do well in the class so it was it, i think that teacher um shout out mr williamson uh but he he Ooh. he you know he cultivated a lot of like my interest in film and even when i applied i was also not too sure i just wanted to get out of the whole like studying and just thinking of having like a 9 to 5 job like scared mm-hmm. me because I, I i like switching it up a lot right and then i think uni like solidified that choice for me yeah and now i'm obsessed so it's very nice and then you went to college and they make you take all these classes that are yeah oh my god 
<laughs> and then you realize, wow, I'm paying so much money. No, but I I think film school <laughs> has a lot of other perks. Like uh, to me, it's not really about the classes. It's about this is generic. You've probably heard a million times, but it's about like the connections, and mm-hmm. and then the experiences you have with other creatives. Yeah. So like you talk about how yeah at the beginning you're still like very studious and stuff before you take the film class. So like. How did you tell your parents that you wanted to go into film, and like, how did they react? Did they support it, or were they like, kind of, what's the word, like, unsupportive about it? Unsure. Unsure, yeah, unsure about it. I think my parents have always been quite supportive of me because I've always been, you know, um, quite how to say, like, like I, I wasn't really a slacker, or I didn't have like a mentality of like rebelling, or not. Not that rebelling's bad, but like I, I, I guess we built we built that trust very early on, and it was kind of this weird, not fucked up, but I guess it's an Asian thing of just like if you do well in school, you can do what you want type of thing. Even when it came to like going out and stuff, like if you show me your report card and it's all A's, then yeah, you can go out on weekends or whatever stuff. So when I told them that I wanted to apply for film, they were very supportive. There was really no backlash. I think the only thing that is very difficult and understandable is that they see it as like a college major, but they're not too sure how it kind of translates to a career. Like mm-hmm. they do think that it it will still be kind of like a job that they have go like when throughout their career, but in in film, right? Like it's still a nine to five. You still like. Need a super good resume and you like do all this stuff when when the path is actually very different depending on what type of creative you are. Yeah, but they they have been super nice about it and they they constantly like want to watch my like work and stuff and it's really nice. Oh, oh, supportive. Yeah. Do you think yeah. that um were you? I mean, I guess you were unsure when you applied, right? Were you ever hesitant to like continue to pursue it, or like even before you applied, you know, for college and stuff? Did you ever feel pressure of like, oh, I should be going into something else? Because I'm sure like a lot of us who grew up in an Asian family can like relate to that. Like, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. my parents never pressured me to do you know certain things, but I think because with local school, it's like they don't foster creativity as much. I think, mm-hmm. and so it's just study, study, study. And I think even I was an econ major when I applied to LMU because I was oh, like, I gotta wow. go into business. So I think I definitely felt the pressure from like school and just like society to like be successful, right? Because like I feel like there's also some like certain jobs that you go into that like the older generations are like, okay, you're successful if you are in these occupations, which is doctor lawyer and like if you're in business yeah yeah or like ceo or whatever anyways like did you feel that pressure or did that like ever sway your decision yeah i mean definitely i i think there was a lot of sleepless nights when it came to like applying for uni honestly i did a really bad job because i think i was so focused on getting good grades and like completing all my deadlines that like choosing what i did for the next four years of my life became very like like whatever right like like so so when i applied for college it was actually like a very like spur of the moment decision like in terms of what major i'd do but yeah i definitely you know i i debated it between because i i did a very widespread of subjects for ib as well so i did like 
biology, economics, English, um, film, obviously, math. And so, like, literally, like, I didn't even make it easy for myself the two years prior. So, so I really debated between, like, I think my cousin at the time was applying for law mm-hmm. in uh, HKU. So I was thinking of that. And then there was GBUS as well that I was mm-hmm. thinking about, right? Obviously, a lot of people try to get into that in Hong Kong. And then just thinking, like, if I did go to America, like, what are they good for? Like, or UK, like, what, what are they known for? So, yeah, it, it was quite difficult. But I think, like, the the voice in my head just told me to kind of, since my parents were supportive, to just go for it and to make sure I make the most out of it and, and have enough grit to make it a career, right? Mm-hmm. Essentially. Yeah. But, yeah, it's funny I you said think- that as well. Sorry, but like my brother had the complete opposite path. So he's seven years older, fully local school, like fully local path. He's like an insurance guy now. So I think also when I grew up, my parents kind of like tried to give me a separate like like a separate opportunity in terms of like pursuing more creative stuff or like being more lenient and and less like slapping of the face and the knees. (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 i think like that's actually really interesting because i feel like three of us like our parents didn't really put much pressure on us to pick a certain career because even my parents they are also very supportive of what i want to do as long as like i'm really trying and working hard um, like even right now, like I'm unemployed and I'm just taking a class and I told them I want to like learn more graphic design and they're totally okay with it. And they didn't even like, what's the word? Like they didn't even tell me to like, oh, I need to get a job now. Um, but then more of the pressure that I get is more from like the society or like um, school or even like the pressure that we give ourselves, right? Like we're I don't know if that applies to you all, like, but sometimes, like, I do um, worry what will other people think when it comes to, like, choosing my career. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just think that's really interesting because our parents, like, will think that they have a lot of influence on us, but sometimes, like, our school and the society also have a big influence as well. Mm-hmm. I think, like, why a lot of people want to get into these, like, the big three occupations is because i mean it is stable i guess and mm-hmm. it's it's guarantees you i mean more school but it does guarantee you like more income in the future so i think mm-hmm. that's also why like a lot of parents encourage their kids to go these paths so that they can know that they are t- they can take care of themselves in the future um mm-hmm. But I, I think, like, for me personally, it's a lot of extended family. Not pressure, per se, but, like, I feel like a lot of my extended family, they're all lawyers and doctors, mm. <laughs> and, like, they're all, like, in business or they're all entrepreneurs. So I think that there's a... And I'm the youngest one in, like, all of my extended family, so I feel like there's a certain um, expectation to live up to. And so even though... And I think that's a good thing with jobs is that there's a lot of like you can make a job creative right like you can like if you're in like marketing you can be creative with that and like graphic design and stuff but yeah I just think there's a lot of pressure to live up to that and it's so weird because like 
the stigma around what career equals success is so like set in Hong Kong I feel like everyone has the same mm-hmm. views at least for people that I yeah. know I'm not sure if it's different in international school but at least everyone in my realm it's like everyone has these same beliefs so it's hard to like feel good about like a career that isn't these yeah mm-hmm. definitely is it different in international school um I'd, I'd say I'd say it is different in the sense that it's not maybe ingrained as much or like from just my friends that have been spoken at least at the high school stage everyone's quite open in terms of like what they want to pursue which is really nice but I think the sad unfortunate truth is like now that like these friends that have had these like ideals like talking to them five years later um a lot of them are reverting back to like oh i should be a doctor i should be a like i i do have a few that have kind of made it in their own fields and are are really trying to push for what they really wanted in high school but a lot of them have also kind of taken like a high paid job which nothing wrong with that right but i think it's just Mm -hmm. kind of like like kind of what your mind sets your it's it's kind of a subconscious thing to like by the time you graduate like you kind of accumulate how successful you are with how much you're paid how high your salary is Mm -hmm. yeah exactly yeah and then always like the question of like oh what are you doing and you you want to tell them you're doing something like oh yeah. Like, oh my god, I start own my own business. I'm I have like seven figures, whatever. Like you you wanna say that, right? Like it's a subconscious mm-hmm. thing. So yeah. yeah. It's so sad. It's so sad. Mm-hmm. And even with like I feel like college is a big thing, like going to school and getting into a certain university. And you were saying like Ivy League, like that's like also how people measure success. But it's mm-hmm. also like I think a big thing with Hong Kong, it's like they it's the first impression so if you're like if they ask you oh what college did you go to and if i'm like oh i went to this school and they don't know it you don't have a chance to elaborate but then if you're like oh i went to harvard they're like oh my, oh god. my god you don't even yeah. need to elaborate i don't know it's yeah. just very toxic and i think that also made me like very stressed when applying to college because i really wanted to get into these schools that people knew of and i think it's because of the pressure that people associate famous colleges with success and like i don't know you don't want to i don't know it's just so weird yeah yeah i think it's just so like ingrained in us and i think it's also very interesting how like even though now like we're in the states already and then we still like have those thoughts in our head that we're still thinking about like what would my friend in Hong Kong say about like maybe this college that I went to because they don't know the college or like this career mm-hmm. that I'm pursuing? Mm-hmm. And even though like I'm sure they don't have any like bad intention or anything, mm-hmm. or they will be supportive no matter what. But then like there's still this barrier in our mind that oh like I need to be in a certain way, um, to be successful mm-hmm. in like mm-hmm. a Hong Kong term. Mm-hmm. And even mm-hmm. here too, honestly. Yeah, um, I feel I like, feel like less so here though. Less so, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it's it's super deep in terms of like the internal trauma. Like I feel like I don't know if you guys had this. Maybe like I I definitely had this my first year 
of college mm-hmm. and then coming back and seeing my friends right and then just um for example just like talking about like their first college experience right and of course names come up right so like they pop mm-hmm. in like a usc like a berkeley like whatever it is and then they're like oh what <laughs> yeah. about you and then and then the, the response you get is either like a very polite nod like oh where is yeah. that or like <laughs> same yeah 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 and then and then um but then honestly like now I'm, I'm i'm more than happy to say which college i came from right and even i had a lot of like difficulty and it was really fucked up but like um sorry if i can't swear i don't know but like um <laughs> okay cool cool yeah. but like even i had a very difficult choice between like a, a name like a like a uni with a name and mm-hmm. lmu and and the reason i chose lmu is just because like ra- like from a rational point of view like everything was better about lmu the only thing holding me back was like that name oh my god if i said that name to my aunties and uncles they'd be so proud of me yeah yeah but yeah i don't regret my choice at all i feel the same yeah Mm -hmm. i feel that i Mm -hmm. i think still to this day like when i see relatives from hong kong like when they ask me oh like you graduated like where did you go again and then i say like I wasn't there. Like, where did you go? And I was like, Oh, I'm in LA. And they're like, Oh, UC, yeah. UCLA. UCLA. <laughs> um, and then I'm like, No. And then uh, when I say LMU, and they're like, Oh, where is that? Or like, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, wow. But like, yeah. I I totally understand like what you're saying about like you feel ashamed if you don't go to like a prestigious mm-hmm. school. And I remember when I chose to go to LMU, I didn't tell anyone for like. Mm-hmm. months because i was like i don't i don't know i don't want and i didn't change like my facebook like thing exactly people to know and then i think after like graduating you know like being confident in that choice and like realizing how great like Mm -hmm. the school life is and stuff um Mm -hmm. and how much like i've learned from lmu now Mm -hmm. i'm more like yeah whatever i don't care about what what people think but back in the Mm -hmm. like when before it was like shit (laughs) yeah like how am i gonna i don't know it's just it's so sad yeah it it sucks because you know like the the school like the school's problem like every school's problematic but they do their best to provide the best education for you and the fact that like sometimes like maybe as an asian or or whatever like you you don't really want to say it because you know like the the people that like whose whose opinions you value the most like they don't want to hear it (laughs) you know like they don't mm-hmm. care like mm-hmm. if it's not something that they've been told by their friends that are good you know sorry just got yeah. very sad aroni it's true yeah, though it's okay yeah, yeah. It's really it is true. reality steering so away from the back, sadness <laughs> yeah steer away from the sadness going back a little bit in the film side of things um how do you think your hong kong slash like asian identity affect you as a creative in the film industry it's hard to say because I, I think it really depends on what you're doing in the industry, right? There's so many jobs mm-hmm. out there. And obviously, mm-hmm. there are those jobs that kind of feel more like they're more foundational in the sense that like, not to say your identity doesn't affect it, but I think kind of the way you tackle your job might, right? Like, for, for example, for me, as a, as a DP, like, I draw inspirations from you know, obviously, like, Asian film and Asian cinema, as well Mm -hmm. as how they're portrayed, and and kind of, like, the specifics of, like, the colors they use to emphasize 
um, a certain emotion as opposed to maybe American cinema and stuff. But like the like the the backbone is the same, right? It's it's camera and lights, right? Mm-hmm. So so that that part of the job I feel like doesn't change as much, um, unless you're talking about really like the locality of like what's available. Like in America, they they use these lights, in in Hong Kong they use these lights or whatever. But um, I think our identity just helps you with that twenty or thirty percent of the job, which is like feeling it, like what you feel is right about the image, right? Like. Even like mm. as a photographer, when you take a photo, sometimes like mm-hmm. everything is like beautiful. The the photo is sharp, like the colors are amazing, but you you have this inkling of like something's not right with it. So I think your identity in that thirty percent is what changes your creative style there, right? If that makes sense, like it, mm-hmm. yeah, like the way you see an image is beautiful, or a way you see a way you know how to tell like a story that's upsetting versus the next guy or girl do you think you see like a contrast when you are in the u.s then like with your peers mm. mm-hmm. yeah like how you see things yeah I, I think the ironically like my visual sense is quite similar to my peers but i think mm-hmm. in terms of the stories we want to tell and how we want to tell it it's it's quite different right Mm. obviously I'm not aiming to be like a director or anything so it's hard to say specifically what I would how I see things differently but I think just when it comes to like storytelling in general and then working with other maybe Asian creatives like you guys had Jane on for a podcast like working with her it was mm-hmm. it was a lot easier to align my ideas with her right because for mm-hmm. I don't know if she mentioned I forgot if she mentioned pineapple on on the podcast but yeah, yeah like because they hired like american amazing people to film it right but i felt like maybe mm-hmm. they they weren't sucked into the emotion as much as i was because i grew up with that like story that she wanted to tell mm-hmm. so i think it also helps with like your passion for certain stories and kind of how you want to use filmmaking to to either like as like a you know like a english like like spreading awareness for your community or like you know, like uplifting certain voices. Then what, like, can you tell us about like what kind of story um, you're passionate about and telling? Mm. Yeah, if I, if I had to uh, like make a film or something, mm-hmm. I really love um, family, Asian family dynamics. I think, uh. I think it's, it's, so much different from any other experience that you would have like Mm -hmm. like no offense and to like just like the the (laughs) generic like asian american like oh we love boba or whatever like boba liberalist yeah yeah. (laughs) oh my god but i think yeah the asian family dynamic is super interesting and this this applies for both like asian families and asian american families right like Mm -hmm. i think Aside from the traditions of like, you know, seeing hot pot on screen, like stuff like that, that like you grew up with and you're like, oh my God, you also have so many like complex notions that are in play, right? The language barrier, what, what we talked about, about like career and, and mm-hmm. how they show their love, right? Like, I think it's, it's pretty common now that like, we know that Asian parents usually show their love through like food or like really like mm-hmm. conversations that are really off tangent like oh did you sleep well 
like they would never yeah. say the L word, right? <laughs> and I think like、mm-hmm. a film regarding that, and there's been many done, but like those type of stories are super interesting to me. Mm. That's so funny. I was just watching an episode of Kim's Convenience、mm. about like、mm-hmm. a Korean Canadian Korean Canadian family, and it's funny because the way they show love, the dad was literally, and the the dad and the daughter were arguing, but they were arguing about how much they loved each other, but they didn't say like they don't say it, but they were、yeah. both like tears、Aww. in their eyes, but they were、Aww. like angry at at each other because they just want to show each other that they cared about them. That's、Aww. awesome. Okay, I'm gonna start watching Kim's Convenience. It like I also need like, a new、so、show to、happy. watch. Yeah, it's so good, and it made me so happy because I'm like I I feel that emotionally, like I、mm. can connect to you.、Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Yeah, watch it. It's good. Yeah.、Definitely. Well, Justin, I can't wait to like maybe one、watch、day you actually direct a film, and then like I get to like <laughs> oh my god, I get to like we watch need more、it. people to like represent that Asian. Point of view, yeah. like perspective. Yeah, yeah,、mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, because a lot of people do. They 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 tend to diverge. Maybe after like a couple years of like being in the industry, they diverge more from like maybe their identities, or they they lose sight of exactly like what they had in mind, and they kind of conventionalize、mm-hmm. the type of content that they make. So I think it's it's a good idea,、mm. and and within reason because like it's just what you have to do to survive and adapt. But I think it would be cool to make something like a really tiny like short film that kind of brings all these ideas together when I'm back and like get you guys Ooh, on it and、yay. stuff. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Well, if you need people to be background noise speaking in Canto, just、I'm、like available, just like zao la wala, you know. <laughs> Just screaming with your tingles and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, you said you were inspired by like Hong Kong style film, right? Because we grew up watching that. Do you、mm-hmm. have commentary on like Hong Kong versus U.S. film? Because we we I think we've been wanting to do something like talk about that. Yeah, not like film and TV shows. Yeah. Well, I've been forced to watch a lot more TVB this year than I would have liked. Really? Oh yeah. <laughs> Why? I honestly, I did not like TVB. Like I say all this shit about like Asian TV and being inspired by it, but man, like I did not like TVB. I was very white, whiteified, like Americanized.、Mm, should I say? Like I not whitewashed, but I really, I really enjoyed Western、um, content growing up. Mm-hmm. I just thought the stories were much better,、yeah. like and and kind of like a lot a lot less linear, a lot、mm-hmm. less directional、mm-hmm. as TVB, which is like kind of a slice of life. Oh, I lost my shoe today. Let me ask my uncle、and、where it is. And it's so cliche it, and predictable.、Yeah. It is. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, like, I I get why people like it, right? It's 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 super relatable. It's super easy to digest. Is it really relatable? I don't think it's relatable. Like the audience, <laughs> right? Like if you're thinking about your parents watching it, like and like you know, I, I feel like that part of it, you know, like it doesn't need to challenge any like norms of filmmaking. It doesn't have to break the barrier anymore because it's doing what、mm. it's meant to do, which is like provide like pleasure and satisfaction to its viewers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But any, yeah, I mean, I mean, I feel like the golden age of Hong Kong cinema. Like with like Wong Kar Wai, I guess it it was very like it was very special, right? Because even he 
in an interview. I don't watch much much films anymore, but even himself in the cinema said he he likes to borrow from European like styles. Mm-hmm. Like I think it was like a bit from the French New Wave of like that realism, um, which is basically like kind of documenting, but also like exaggerating with like his use of slow mo and classical music. So he plays with a lot as well. So I I'd say like it's kind of like the it's kind of like what Hong Kong is now. It's kind of like a big, a big jumble, a big, a big mess of different cultures coming together, right? Whereas I think yeah. American cinema yeah. has been very cemented and grounded, and you can study it like through all the waves it's gone through. But the fundamental difference is the stories, right? Like you know, like uh, American stories are quite dramatized, and and they're about their own culture, right? Like whatever, like the the noir stuff versus our stuff which is like the haksewui and shit right so so there's there's similarities and there's differences in that respect i like was watching well i think it is inspired but i think um the shang chi movie the marvel one that's coming out a lot of the action is inspired by like old hong kong slash like chinese right yeah like film martial arts the jackie chan stuff Mm -hmm. yeah exactly it's so interesting that like those were because now Hong Kong doesn't really make those kinds of movies anymore. Yeah. I don't think Not a like lot. those old martial arts ones. Mm-hmm. And then the U.S. is now like starting to mainstream that. Yeah, I feel like a lot of Hong Kong films recently have been like very sad dramas, like in terms very of what? like the feature films, right? Sad dramas. Like, like just like maybe someone has cancer or like. Oh, like really like yeah. slow it, it it lost kind of the action you know the action s- stuff of the 80s and stuff mm. i was gonna say they, they have had some good shows though tbb shows yes some good shows shows have been decent um, <laughs> the police one right now the police ones i haven't seen the ones now okay but i remember the one with lam Fong in it like it back in 2015 or something bow seat and like whatever yeah the, the, the female yeah. name is that was so good like, yeah they had, they've had some good they have bangers shows then and yeah then and now and then now <laughs> well there's they still have some stuff every now and then like i really like the one about the blind lawyer um, oh wow. oh yeah yeah thai guo guy, thai guo guy. yeah that one is pretty good i've heard the uh, i don't remember the name of it whatever there's like new actress and actors actresses and actors now that I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's crazy because yeah. the people you grew up with are like retired now, <laughs> and like you can sense the energy of these new people, right? Because they're a lot more like woo, and it's 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 really fun. <laughs> um, but I think though also a lot of the people that they feature in films and tv shows a lot of them are surrounding doctors policemen lawyers oh, businessmen true. True. like i don't think i've ever seen one show on tvb that features creatives unless they're um, like a side character no right. no um the one before well not not the main character but um the one i talked oh, to you about yeah, the yeah, one yeah, on netflix one, there's a there's a on netflix is it there's a I don't no. know. There's a. It's TVB. It's really okay. good. It's like a short kind of, like it's a shorter series, um. But it's so like grounded, and I think it's really relatable to like Hong Kong people's stories. 
Mm. Um, yeah, it's really good. That's but yeah, cool. that's the only one I could I could think of. Yeah. But then, like, it's about how, yeah, that person is also kind of rejected by like the people around her because mm. I don't know, like, because of her career choice. So I'm telling like, you, that's why kids think really that get her. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why kids grow up thinking that they need to be those those three. That's so crazy. You like that's a mind blown fact. Yeah, they make they make those jobs so cool, right? Yeah. Yeah. What is the one on on Kasasa Luxusi? I used to watch yeah, that. Oh my god. Yeah. No, yeah, just yeah. now, like I just finished um Chong Sai which is about pilots. Pilots. Um, mm-hmm. and then, oh my gosh, they make like being a pilot so cool. I think like at at the time when I was a kid when I was watching that show, I was like, one day I want to be Hongzhe. I think what, that was it called too. Like flight attendant. Flight attendant. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that. Yeah. Damn. Wow. Wait, so so what are your future plans in film, Justin? Because I know you've been working this year. Do you think mm-hmm. that's like, what have you figured out? Um, I figured out that, man, there's so many talented people out there. And so many people out there that don't get like the respect or the recognition that they do, right? Oh. Yeah, I'm not talking, I'm not even talking about like, I'm talking about like people who are like in their 50s. And they're like, mm-hmm. like everyone else would bat an eye because they look a certain way or whatever. But when they're on set and they're like doing their job, they're amazing. Mm. They're crazy. Like, and and it's it's more about like just it's more than the face of whatever in like industry you're in, right? It's more than like I don't know. There's so many like people out there that are that do so much good work and and no one knows about it, right? Because mm. like either like they're they're older or they you know. But wow. Anyway, um, I figured out that I think it would be to round out my experience of like what I want to do and where I want to work. I, I want I do want to come back to the U.S. and see the differences mm. there. Mm. Um, I found out that weddings, shooting weddings, makes me cry. Oh, <laughs> like in a good way? Yeah, it's so cute. Oh, okay. It's, it's I was so... like, is it just stress? I've heard like wedding photography is super stressful. Yeah, it is stressful. But like, <laughs> I think it's it's like when you're stood there with the camera and you just have to film that. Like, you don't have to do anything fancy. You just want to film them and get clear audio of like the vows and clear visuals of the kiss and putting on the ring. It's so cute. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think I'm still I'm, I'm, I'm still on that journey as to what I want to do. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. But we still I, got time. Hmm? We still got time yeah. to figure out. True that. True that. But yeah, I'm super excited to, to come back and see you guys and, you know, work on stuff Yay. with everyone again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But also, like... I was just thinking about this, like, even though I feel like I'm back to the job thing, it, just like when you were talking about like people in the industry who like are so good at their job, but they don't get credit for it. I feel like a lot of people narrow in of like jobs being a certain way and how people do it. Like, I think people think that like doctor, lawyer and business is so like a good career to go into and more like people want their kids to go into those careers because it's hard right to study to become a doctor I feel like those skills Mm. are very much wanted 
like yeah. people mm-hmm. want to have those skills and it's very desired but then mm-hmm. like film and like working a camera like there's so many skills you learn from being in that, those careers mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. i think a lot of people overlook like mm-hmm. it's hard and sometimes like i talk shit about like influencers and and whatever tiktokers but i'm sure like they have their own skills that they develop in the process of like running their own whatever brand so it's like all these careers have you know you learn different things you learn different skills especially even a lot in like film i'm pretty sure a lot of socializing and professional like Mm -hmm. building connections too Mm -hmm. so i don't know it's sad everyone's talented everyone everyone is super talented without knowing right like like you said like i like it's it's funny like we make fun of tiktokers but even like like spending every single day think of a new idea to do a tiktok of or like yeah spending it's hard every... we've been it's trying hard. to do it we've it's been, hard we've been trying. and like making yeah, a good tiktok right? is hard like even though like the video i made yesterday like took me an hour to just like sync up like the words and like mm-hmm. the imagery you know it's hard hard everyone's killing mm-hmm. it that's the takeaway of this video the takeaway is that we need to respect everyone's jobs and like Mm -hmm. i don't know honestly yeah everyone deserves to be respect no matter what they do Mm -hmm. unless unless you're a murderer well like yeah then i'm okay then yeah (laughs) then no (laughs) then thank you next Um, okay, so to like kind of close off our last question for you is like what kind of advice you have for someone who wants to pursue a creative career but is afraid to? Imagine like 18 year old you. I wanted to be a lawyer. No. Um, <laughs> I'd, I'll give like something different, I guess. I, I think definitely go for it, right? Like live your life. And, and because... If, if you're doing something every day and you're unhappy about it, then there's kind of mm-hmm. a reason behind it, right? And if that reason happens to be, like, you're just not satisfied with what you're doing career-wise, then, like, um, maybe it's time to, like, try something new. I will say, though, that before you, before you just jump off your seats and, like, hand in your resignation forms and everything or whatever it is, I think it's super important to be realistic about how you can turn your creative ambition into money mm-hmm. i think being being um financially stable is super important in this field especially because money comes in and out at really random times so i think a lot of creatives out there including me like when we started we're all about like oh how do we better our craft right like mm-hmm. how do i tell how do i create a better like visual or whatever it is but I think a lot of the learning this year also came from like how do you translate it into a business and how do you mm-hmm. provide for yourself and because eventually you might have to provide for your family right and so I mm-hmm. think it's super important to understand that if you want to go out there and you, you want to be a creative definitely go for it but also keep in mind that there's half of it is business or or not half but you know like a part of it is business and you need to be able to manage that as well that's a really good advice it's hard being creative out here yeah yeah i feel like even for the podcast it's kind of like a creative project that for us yeah you do need to think in a business mode like business mindset Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but we're trying to figure out the freaking like algorithm of 
Instagram and TikTok. It's just like we have no idea what's yeah. happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, social yeah. media. You just have to really love it. Like I think we had a guest speaker once at school and he's like forty years into the industry. I think he was a producer. And he's mm-hmm. like you 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 gotta really love your job, man. You need to be you you need to like freaking grind so much that you can't feel your body anymore or or your mind anymore. <laughs> go home without your family because they're in another country and wake up the mm-hmm. next day and you still need to love what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to take off all the pixie dust and, and you still really want to do it and you do anything to be in that field. Yeah, you got to really yeah. love it for sure. I feel like sometimes like being creative does have the power to like motivate you mm-hmm. to keep going. Because mm-hmm. it, it's a fun and inherently fun thing to do it's for me. I agree. Yeah. It's good. If 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 you've gone the formula down and you're in a good position with what you're doing, it I think there's no better job than the one you love, right? Mm-hmm. Wow, wow, quote. <laughs> love what you do, do what you love. Wait, what is that quote? It's like if you love what you do You won't work for a day or something, right? Something yeah, like you that. You won't work for a single yeah. day? <laughs> probably wrong <laughs> what is the quote but you, get the, you get the meaning yeah, yeah, yeah i feel like oh okay if you love what you do you never work a day in your life that's the quote nice mm. yes yeah. that's true that's really true all wow. right well it's been an hour it has oh, it doesn't feel like an hour i'm sorry yeah. guys <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good good timing. Yeah, yeah. Usually we end at like around an hour. Awesome. Mm-hmm. This is good. Um we we ask all of our questions. Yes. yes. Go pursue that creative work that you want to go do. Mm-hmm. And like fuck that societal pressure. Fuck it's the societal fine. pressure. We've all been there. I feel like everyone feels that. Like not just Asian family or Asian people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to find the word. Asian people. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like everyone feels that. I'm sure I've talked to yeah. some people who aren't Asian who felt the same way, but then probably not as strong, probably not as like intense. But yeah, thanks for listening to our podcast. Thanks, thanks to Justin for being on our podcast. Of course, thanks for having me. Are you gonna go eat, eat lunch now? Uh, I'm gonna. It's almost 12 p.m. I'm gonna go edit Torino's. Edit Torino's. Edit Torino's. Got Edit Torino some video to Ronies for to client Torino's. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Client Linguinis. But yeah, where can we find you, Justin? If somehow some producer, some uh, director is hiring people, where can they find yeah. you? Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find me at Justin KM Tang on Instagram. Ooh, okay we'll check out his work thanks for tuning in everyone yeah okay well follow us on social media too you know where to go you know where to go maybe justin can make a tiktok with us oh oh yes sorry (laughs) yes justin (laughs) make a tiktok with us us. um yes all right (laughs) okay outro music all right see ya